0: He seems kind of like um, a layabout. What's wrong with my vocabulary? Why, why am I using <laughs> old people words? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
1: hate to break it to you. Hey, <laughs> now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geek things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And today we are going to talk about some good TV that we've been watching, some less than good movies yeah. that we've <laughs> well, been watching or are about to watch even, and volume two of The Night Eaters. Yes. Subtitled Her Little Reapers by Marjorie Lou and Sana Takeda. Well, I think first we wanted to just briefly mention that we have started reading a book by RF Kuang Babel. So we were going to do kind of maybe a book club if anybody wanted to follow along. It's interesting just because you had just read another book by her, Yellowface. Right. And we didn't know it was the same author until I opened the uh, the book and saw that was one of the books she had written.
0: Right. I hadn't even, like, Babel wasn't really on my to read list until you were like oh hey and then I was like oh okay I guess I want to read that then <laughs> Yeah. because I really like Yellowface a lot and they're not similar in in like any way yeah but um, well that's
1: cool so a couple of weekends ago we went and saw Argyle in the theaters which was uh, fun but dumb fun I don't know yeah it was dumb fun it was a good cast I mean you could tell from the trailer that it wasn't going to be not dumb fun right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I really enjoyed, you know, convoluted spy story um, with like wildly ridiculous action scenes that go on for too long and look kind of terrible for the most part, uh, especially when they're heavily reliant on CGI. Yeah. But I don't know. The concepts are fun. The action was just stupid fun. It was stupid fun.
0: I don't think I need to see it again, actually. Like, you know, we when we walked out of it, I remember like... It was just like a joyful, like that was such a fun thing to watch. I laughed so much. It was so ridiculous, but like, yeah, I don't need to revisit, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think I would (laughs) either. Yeah. Um, On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you that we're going to see what may be the worst movie of the year tonight? 10. 10 and a half. (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah. So, Madam Web. Yes. We're going to go check this out. And the thing is, almost all of the offshoot sony spider-man movies are not good right like morbius was (laughs) categorized as maybe the worst movie of all time Uh, (laughs) i I can't believe that 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 nobody said that yeah well i don't know if nobody said it but we certainly didn't say it coming out of the theater because i mean i thought it was fine uh but you and tegan really enjoyed it
0: yeah i don't know yeah i thought it was fun yeah (laughs) I don't ever need to see it again, but I right. thought it was fun.
1: So, I guess we'll just report back. Um, on Madam Web. Very yeah. briefly. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, TV. I mean, I've been watching, or I have watched Monsieur Spade on AMC, yeah. which we don't need to talk about because we didn't watch together. Before but we get I really enjoyed that.
0: To some TV stuff, also, we saw, or I saw Lisa Frankenstein.
1: That's true. I think it fell out of my mind because I missed a bunch of Lisa Frankenstein because I had to leave.
0: That was a bummer. But I liked it. It was so cute and fun and dumb and you knew it was going to happen. And I really liked the characters and their like evolution through the movie and like the costumes were fun. The 1980s. It's, I don't know. I, I just, I dug it. The whole tanning bed bit was kind of great. <laughs>
1: So. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Right? It's one of those smaller movies that that seemed like got made more or at least in theaters more maybe
0: a while ago, 20 years ago.
1: Right. Yeah. So, TV. Yeah, no, yeah. TV. <laughs> uh we started interview with a vampire the new show on AMC. Season 1, I don't even we I finished think it's got have been out
0: season, right? Yeah, it's been out for a while because I was gonna watch, or I started watching, right. and then you had said, oh, I at wanted least, to see that. At least that six was, months. Hmm, how long have I been Doesn't doing matter. the laundry? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tough to say, at least six months, I would say. <laughs> but uh, no, we have not watched the whole first season. We've watched three episodes.
0: Oh, I felt like that last episode ended on like a, a place where it was gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> long episodes and I do feel it's a very slow start. I'm interested in the story. I think mostly because I know the story. If I wasn't already a fan of this world from my younger days, I don't know watching this, I would be into it. What do you think?
1: Uh, interesting. I don't know. I feel like it's, I mean, it's very highly acclaimed. So other people say it's good. a good show. Like, I don't think it's necessarily... My relationship to the books or the other uh, movies of varying quality that drive my interest in it.
0: Well, then, what are you enjoying about it? That, because like, like I said, it does some of it just seems so long and, um, let's like, let's speed this up a little bit and get to some, like, I guess, good story stuff, you know?
1: I guess I kind of agree now that I'm thinking about it and I'm not sure if i think it's good
0: (laughs) yeah because like i'm willing to sit through the like slow paced bits because i know there is a payoff but would i if i didn't have that background knowledge would i be bored watching it i'm wondering
1: so there are seven episodes total the next episode uh they introduce claudia but what is your what was your relationship to the books and the original movie or any subsequent movies that were kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say unrelated because it's all about Lestat.
0: Well, I don't remember the movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. I mean, I i remember that I saw it. I remember that I liked it.
1: I, oh, we should definitely watch it then.
0: Okay. And then, and I remember Kirsten Dunst and I remember some some specific scenes, but like overall, it's not like a movie that has stuck with me. And there are things from the books that I definitely remember. I just remember an overall feeling of being engrossed in that world and the characters. And several of them I read a couple of times and some I did not. I don't know. It was, I was a young person when we were, you know, teenager. was probably in high school when I read these.
1: Yeah. I would assume... I mean, I think I maybe picked them up in middle school and then kind of. Middle of school. school? I don't remember. Ooh,
0: that's sexy book for I middle mean, school.
1: <laughs> so uh, to me, the the five first, the first five books are like the Chronicle that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're the first one came out in 76. The last one that I read and enjoyed was Memnock the Devil. That was 95. So that places us right around fresh, freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, she kept going. Like there was a book in 2016, Prince Lestat uh, and the Realms of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's you know, what I haven't <laughs> interesting. <read>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I I read the books and and really love them and I probably read them those five at least a couple times each. Yeah, um, maybe it was maturity level, but like the sexiness of the books was kind of lost on me. I think and we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit, but. Because the, the show leans pretty heavily into the romantic connection between Louis and Lestat. Mm-hmm. The movie definitely didn't. I don't remember Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise getting it on. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like I would have remembered that. And yeah. Yeah.
1: But Wikipedia says the homoerotic tones of the Chronicles were well documented. So,
0: so I don't. Yeah. I mean, I am wanting to continue the show but there is that you know weird spot where where i'm like would i would i be as interested if if it wasn't already a property that i loved because i i do feel like i find myself picking up my phone more when you know and if i'm really engrossed in a show i won't do that as much right
1: i really thought the the reframing of the original premise to justify a retelling of a completely different version of the same story was really well done yeah Um, yeah that's in the in the first episode, how they set it up. Well, now I'm kind of bummed to keep watching. <laughs> oh,
0: really? <laughs>
1: Not really. Oh. I mean, I definitely want to keep watching it. But, you know, if we were really enjoying it as much as some other shows, like, we'd probably be done by now. Yes. Speaking of, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ugh. Amazon Prime.
0: I'll rewatch that again in a second.
1: I mean, as soon as we were done. Eight episodes, they fly by. I I literally want to just start watching it again. Yeah. So the show is obviously a retelling or a spin-off of, I think it's a retelling of the 2005 movie. I don't movie. know
0: about retelling, because we watched I, that movie, right? So. Yeah.
1: But it's a completely separate setup. Right? right. It's not competing spy agency. I mean, there are in this world, other competing spy agencies, but this particular version, they put two people together as spies married. In this case, Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. And the relationship. Erskine, Erskine, Erskine.
0: Yeah, I heard her say it herself, okay. so that's why I, I know <laughs> well, I
1: that. I didn't, I did not believe you. I just had to repeat it to have it sink mm-hmm. in. I guess because
0: I would always, I read it as Erskine, yeah. But I watched a little video, and she said, "I'm Maya Erskine," so I assume she knows better than I would how Probably. to pronounce her name. Probably. Yeah.
1: Uh, But their relationship as the bedrock of the show, them getting to know each other, their relationship as it grows and develops, and they're really great together. The chemistry is unbelievably good. So Maya Erskine, I mostly know her from, well, I guess I mostly know her from her voice work. (laughs) (laughs) blue Eyes <laughs> Samurai. Oh, what was the other thing that she was... Oh, the Netflix movie, Plus One, with mm-hmm. Jack Quaid, mm-hmm. which was really good. I liked it, too. Um, but we never watched Pen-15, or at least I never did. Mm-mm. And Donald Glover, the show is kind of his baby. And like he brought a lot of the creative minds and directors and writers and producers and showrunners from Atlanta oh. um, over to this this show. And I loved Atlanta. I think you watched the first season.
0: I did. And... I always think about how i should go back because i liked it a lot when i was watching it and i just have
1: not i
0: just need to do it
1: i definitely think you should go back mm-hmm. and and pick up and finish the four seasons atlanta is not like mr and mrs smith to me it's i'll watch an episode and then i enjoy it but i wouldn't just kind of roll into episode after episode but um, still definitely worth the watch because it was a really good series but as far as This show is concerned eight episodes. Each one kind of cycles through a different mission, but sometimes you don't even see most of that mission. And they're the guest stars for each episode are, um, yeah, varied and very famous, you know, people, really great (laughs) cast. And the show itself like starts out with that, um, scene with, uh, Alexander Skarsgård and what was her name? Isaac Gonzalez.
0: Yes. Isaac Gonzalez.
1: As I guess, man and woman. Yeah. Man and woman credited as man and woman. Hmm. But Smith's on the run. The showrunner, Francesca Sloan, she was on The Watch. They did an inter- interview with her, The Watch Podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, she was talking about... So when we first watched it, I was like, is that supposed to be Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's characters from the original movie? But that was before I knew... Where the show like, was going. Where the yeah. show was going.
0: Do you think they did that on purpose? Oh, are you about to well,
1: tell me? Um, a little bit. I I think it was like kind of a nod to like this is not that movie right but also she framed it as them setting themselves apart and saying these are the kinds of characters you think this show should be about and instead it's going to be these two people that are introduced later and i'd hesitate to call them fuck-ups because they're pretty good at their job <laughs> like i think they're not supposed to be the best like the cream of the crop right
0: right i mean they came into this career because they were not able to
1: do their
0: previous Career choice and CIA and the, was he a Marine?
1: Oh yeah, it was probably the Marines.
0: Yeah. I did just really think every little subtle piece of these people and who they are and then who they are together was really smart and very different from what you think you're going to get when you think of the movie.
1: Yeah. It's really them learning about each other, learning how to work together and then their relationship and the growth and kind of deterioration i guess i didn't really notice as we were watching but each episode is kind of titled as a different part of a relationship
0: oh i didn't notice that either
1: it's Uh, like uh, yeah the first one is what first date second date first vacation double date do you want kids all that stuff but
0: i did notice the do you want kids title i didn't notice all the other titles
1: i didn't well i didn't notice it at the time and i probably wouldn't have put it together anyway but ron perlman acting like a kid throughout that whole episode was pretty pretty funny (laughs) yeah and seeing how they each dealt (laughs) with that
0: that's genius i love ron perlman
1: and then they really as as the show goes on like they really i mean they go to couples therapy with sarah paulson which is also hilarious and they really kind of dig into like how people's relationships can grow and also how people hurt each other and yeah it gets pretty intense at some points but for the most part it's (laughs) it's just a lot of fun
0: yeah it's so fun and also so insightful and thoughtful. Right. A real hard look at at people in their relationships and like you said, you know, how they hurt each other and because of their own insecurities and how they feel about themselves and how they think that someone else feels about them that they care about. I mean, it's it's
1: genius. Yeah. Did you have a f- favorite episode or I know it's kind of a tough question. I
0: i mean i really liked the double date episode yeah so funny
1: i mean so funny
0: we still talk about stuff from that like we'll just randomly bring up something like a a line from that episode yeah there's so (laughs) usually like i hate them (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) there's so many things that are set up and then paid off in the just everything Mm -hmm. is fantastic i love the um on location stuff they go out and they're actually at like the Italian Dolomites or on Lake Como I mean it's a beautiful show it's shot in kind of like it looks like it's shot on film I don't know the graininess mm-hmm. that is um it's, I don't it's, know where I don't know what it's
0: <laughs> I mean that graininess lends a really cool aesthetic to the whole show it doesn't
1: look I think aesthetic is the word I was going for <laughs> yeah
0: it doesn't look shiny and it it looks gritty and the show is gritty yeah. You know?
1: What did you think of the last episode? I mean, they they get to the point where it kind of mirrors the movie where they're shooting up their own house, which was yeah, fun. Yeah, which was fun. But how it left off. I know that most of the time an ambiguous ending is not our favorite thing.
0: Um, I actually, I think as I've gotten older, I really enjoy an ambiguous ending. Um, It used to really piss me off. Right. Um, In books and movies, I really like that shows it's a little bit harder because you're like well do are we getting more or is this you know like a movie that's the end you're not necessarily like i don't always need a part two you don't know if you're going to get a part two like the assumption is a movie is over ambiguous ending that's of a piece right
1: yeah well you know what's cool about the the way the show was structured and how it ended was they don't know if there's going to be more
0: yeah so yeah
1: kind of a genius way to Mm -hmm. wrap it up if that's if that's it I know from the interview that I listened to that they hope it's not it, that they hope they get another season. I hope they get another season too. I know. I have no idea like how it's done because it's on Amazon prime and they just dropped all eight episodes instead of doing a once a week kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I know these streaming services have algorithms and formulas and ways to figure out if they're going to bring them back. But I really hope they do because I would watch season two in a heartbeat, obviously. Um, One
0: thing I noticed and really liked about the show was the timeline of the show. I don't know how much time has gone by.
1: I think it's a year just yeah. because of, I think the interview again that I listened to.
0: Yeah, and so but you you don't necessarily feel like you've skipped out on big chunks of their life, but you have because yep. you're getting eight episodes across a year of their time and they do a really good job of not making it feel like you like missed a bunch of stuff where you don't understand why they're communicating with each other the way that they are or what's right. happening. So yeah. that's
1: anyway great. Hard recommend. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess the last thing was just um, the book. Yeah. Right? So the night eaters volume two, uh, Marjorie Lou and Sana Takeda, they are also teamed up in writing monstrous, which we've, actually talked about on the podcast several Mm -hmm. years ago i don't think we ever i I think i read a couple issues past that first volume but i kind of fell off yeah i never i mean it's still coming out and i'm sure the world has grown expanded and um is probably quite complex and complicated now and this one uh is they come out and I don't know, 200-page volumes, about approximately each 200 pages, you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's maybe, yeah.
1: And volume one came out in 2022. Volume two is supposed to be four months after that. And we read volume one, I guess, probably when it came out, because yeah, I had seen the previews coming out and I just ordered it. Is that, and
0: is that what happened? I thought I saw it on the shelf in the store and I was like, I want this one. I thought it was one of those that, but maybe you're right, but I feel like, it was one of those that I was like, oh, this looks interesting.
1: I'm pretty sure I ordered it, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The second volume came out in the fall of 23, and the third volume is going to come out in the fall of 24. And I really enjoyed, I mean, we liked the first volume, obviously, and we kind of missed the second volume. because right, it came I've been out waiting, the
0: and then it just kind of passed over me, and I was like, wait, wasn't that supposed to come out already? And I don't know why we missed it, but we did, because it did come out already.
1: So the first volume is a lot of setup of the world and the characters, this family, father, mother have twins, Millie and Billy, Mm -hmm. which sounds silly when you say it just like that. When you're reading the book, it doesn't really (laughs) 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 like, I guess because they're not like constantly referenced in that way. But I mean, ultimately volume two is just a kind of continuation of that family story. Plus now they know who they are, what they are to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the mother is what, the father's a demon.
0: Is he? I thought he's like a warlock maybe. The mother's a
1: demon. I thought she was a demon eater.
0: I don't know, it's hard. <laughs> the world is it, like, it's really cool cause it's so complex and there are so many different things, monsters or creatures or whatever that we're still kind of figuring
1: out. Dolls with vengeful spirits in them.
0: Yeah, and so like in the at the end of this, Volume, she's a dragon, but like, what does that mean in that world? She's not like a literal dragon because she has like a human form, but does she also have a dragon form? Like, I don't know, or was that just so?
1: By the end of the volume, the stakes have really ratcheted up, it seems. Yeah,
0: it's like the fate of the world stakes.
1: Yeah, yeah. This volume opens with kind of this weird, it, it opened in a weird spot where there's like um, what turns out to be this mass sacrifice of these kids and that ghost comes back and helps the twins. And the rest of the book is kind of the twins figuring, trying to come to terms with the fact that they are not human, like they've Mm -hmm. grown up. (laughs) Now they're just this different thing and they have these powers. And I really, I just enjoyed both volumes. I had to re, I had to to skim volume one again just to make sure I was all oriented Mm -hmm. when I went into the second volume because it turns out my memory's not that great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you don't say.
1: Have you noticed that?
0: <laughs> no, not even a little. I really thought one of my well, one of my favorite like page spreads and the was when they're when Millie and Billy are just like eating a lot of food at different restaurants along the way and having this conversation. And then the next day, you're reading it and you bring that up too because you're like, are they just like eating food all day <laughs> at different places? It was just like a fun piece to put in there.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I brought it up as they were eating and then they're walking into a building or something and Billy's like, do you think we're eating a lot more than we used to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I mean, the book is really funny, too. Like, it's funny the a lot of marvel references kind of sprinkled in there just as, yeah like because they have powers and they're superheroes and also and,
0: like nerd references yeah. like dungeons and dragons like stuff i really like billy's character he does he seems kind of like um a layabout what's wrong with my vocabulary why, why am i using <laughs> old people one. words yeah. um
1: i to break it to you i <laughs> know hey,
0: but um but he is invested and he cares and he and he and Millie are obviously so different from each other but i i love his personality he's so goofy and I made mean, in the first book i feel like he pissed me off a little bit and no. now like i'm coming around being like oh this guy's just you know trying to get through a day like anybody else is and yeah. this is how li- he does it yeah
1: i do like their relationship the Millie and Billy and mm-hmm. how They'll fight, but they're always there for each other and um, always comes back around. And then there's the art, which I think really suits the storytelling. It's just beautiful. It can be funny. It can be light. And then the story itself, when it turns on a dime and something is super dark, it's very effective in that transition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just really, um, I really enjoyed this book. and I can't wait for volume three.
0: Yeah, me too. It's a super favorite.
1: Did you have anything else?
0: I don't think so. I got nothing.
1: So we'll be back soon. Read Babel, and we'll tell you how Madam Web was, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.